Hey, it's Tom Payne, also known as Jesus from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Thanks, Tom Payne. Tom Payne, I play Jesus on The Walking Dead. <laughs> Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 115, right? Yes. I'm David Brody from Elvis Train in the Morning Show, that's Jamie from Light FM. Hello. We did not have an episode last week. Poor thing. I know. I had, I still have bronchitis. You were so sick. I've got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so I got my I got a little inhaler and I'm on antibiotics again. So I'm sort of uh, a little head cloudy. Yeah. So I, I didn't watch Preacher last week. So I, I crammed them both in on the on Sunday and Monday this week. So we have two episodes to go through. We have a lot of news from The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, which we'll get to first, and then we have a Big giveaway. Huge. 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 <laughs> Which we'll do at some point during the podcast. Um, here's what I'll say. Since it's early in the podcast. It just started. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're probably going to ask you to tweet us something. Mm-hmm. Um, to DM us. But if you, if you DM us and we don't follow you and you're using a third-party app, then you can't. Um, DM us. You can't DM us. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to have you tweet us a word that I'm going to give you, and then um, Ooh, a secret word. I a like secret this. word. Oh, so a secret word. you don't have to DM us. You just have to tweet at Walkers underscore Talkers. I'll tell you what the word is at some point, and um, that'll tie into the giveaway, and I'll tell you how to win win the giveaway. So is it the first person that tweets the code? It's word? the first person that does. Yeah. So you know, if you're the hundredth person, you'll be able to see everybody else already did it. So <laughs> yeah. Just the first person. I yeah. think that's what we'll do. I may change the rules as we go. So just, we'll have something for you in a, in a little while. Okay. It'll be good. It's 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 not a bad little, little giveaway. Giveaway uh, posters last time. Huge. Uh, this is huge. <laughs> no, I would say it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Let's not, let's not, let's focus on the podcast. Okay. Anyway, we're back. Uh, so let's talk about some The Walking Dead news. Yes. Uh, if you're a fan of the video game Tekken, you can now, uh, Negan is being added to Tekken 7. Mm. So one of the, the uh, characters you'll be able to play in the game is bat-wielding Negan. <laughs> so if you're a gamer, that's exciting. Uh, the season nine premiere, um, well, the season nine preview episode of Talking Dead was on past week. I loved that. It was a lot of fun. With Tom Payne, Kari Payton, and executive producer Angela Kang. I really like her. She was she gave great answers. She comes off like a... like. Like a teenage girl, though she was very goofy and she does, but she she wasn't so serious, and she actually did give some actual answers. Yes, which I liked. It wasn't she didn't gimple us. She, she no, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, she some actually, stuff's gonna happen, but I really can't talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, she actually gave us some information. I'm like, yes, right, so finally, we'll, we'll, give we'll, us a little something. Yeah, we'll go over the list of what she gave us. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown was the fill-in host. Yes, because Chris wasn't ready to come back yet from his uh, assigned leave of absence. Mm-hmm. But he is back on the 12th after Fear the Walking Dead. This Sunday. Which will be late because of Preacher. But we're not going to say F you, Preacher. Oh, no. Because they didn't specifically put Preacher on to force us to watch it. Yes. Preacher's a great show. We like it and we're fine with it. We'll get Fear the Walking Dead coming back Sunday, August 12th. Preacher. Yes. Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick. Very excited. It'll be an exciting Sunday. It'll be. And then you won't be here. I know. Missing your fourth episode. (laughs) Of the Walkers and Talkers podcast. I need time off, too. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have a car studio. No, I don't have a car studio. 
Hello. Your fancy car studio. My fancy brought to you by the good people at Dodge. <laughs> Not a sponsor. I wish they were. You could be. I, I figured it out. I have, I'm trying to think how many uh, Chrysler products I've had in my life. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Whoa. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. At least 12 Dodges and Chryslers that I can count. Wow. I've had some other companies' cars, but mostly I'm, I'm a Chrysler guy. You're a loyal so, guy. Loyal guy, yeah. And that includes Chrysler minivans. My old uh, 1970 Dodge Dart, I had two of them. Uh-huh. That's old. I had like an old car. Yeah. Um, I had a Jeep Cherokee. Oh, I, I love the Jeep. I'm currently, as many of you know, on my fourth Dodge Charger. It's such a badass. Your car now is, is really freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and I had uh, four Chrysler or Dodge minivans. Not as badass. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Uh, let's talk about the preview. Uh, Chris Hardwick has been back on Sunday. So, uh, Tom Payne slipped up or at least admitted that the time jump in The Walking Dead is a year and a half. Yes. So time enough for Herschel to be born, Judy to get a little older, Rick to get a little grayer. They built the hair. Build a windmill, year and a half. Um, Yvette Nicole Brown gave a speech about, I guess they're worried people aren't going to watch because Andrew Lincoln's leaving. And I think that's wrong. And so she gave a speech saying, look, we owe it to Andy. We owe it to the cast. Watch the show. See how he, what happens, why he leaves, how he leaves. Yeah. Lives or dies, whatever. I totally agree with her. And then stick with the show because it's still there's still a huge cast and we still love the show. And I'm getting the impression that Angela's going to fix some things that maybe were a little, that fell through the cracks in the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling good about the season. Well, it's like when people, when Glenn died, spoiler, that people just, Walked away from the show. Right. It was too violent, too gory. How do you, you just walk away? And that's why I was like, when with Andy leaving, I, you know, we, I think, you know, Yvette said it perfectly. You know, we owe it to him. Yeah. Like when, when Carl died, spoiler, uh, Carl's dead. Yeah. I, people are like, oh, I'm not watching the show anymore. There was a lot of great episodes You're after. A fan. Don't give up yet right. or at all. And if you do, just keep listening to the podcast. Yeah. We'll keep you updated. Yes, thank you. Uh, Angela said she wanted to do uh, Rick's exit service in a way worthy of Andrew Lincoln because he's such an epic yeah. actor on the show. Uh, Tara, the actress who plays Tara. Alana Masterson. Alana Masterson uh, said that, interesting, uh, the horse that she rides this season is the horse Rick rode in the pilot episode of The Walking Dead. But they uh, painted the horse eaten. brown. Well, yes, but he, apparently he came back. He's he came alive. Back he's fine. Back. So that they kept the horse. So that's like... Eight years? That's yeah, eight or nine years. Roughly, that's crazy. And the horse is still kicking, so yeah. that's good. Uh, Angela can confirm that Carol and Ezekiel are an item. Ooh. Uh, we saw a little sneak peek. Yvette Nicole Brown not happy. She wants. She was cracking She me wants Daryl and Carol. She's shipping Daryl and Carol. Uh, <laughs> baby Herschel has been born by the oh. time season nine comes back. Named after, of course, Grandpa Herschel. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Cohan did a video uh, clip, and she said uh, Maggie is needing to find peace. That Negan is allowed, was allowed to live, and of course balancing out being a mother and a leader. But then she leaves the show as well in some capacity. Again, I think it's the helicopter. Who's gonna be Baby Herschel's uh, parent? Yeah, I don't know. he's a little orphan. Well, unless she takes him with her. Oh, that that would be. I didn't even think about that. That's a twist. Yeah. What if she's breastfeeding and she's like, "I gotta take him with me on the helicopter." <laughs> I gotta take him. He's gotta come with me. Gotta come with me. <laughs> um. 
Angela Kang talked about exploring Michonne losing Rick. Mm. She compared it to Rick losing Andrea in the comics. Yep. Spoiler, Andrea died in the past year in the comics. Sorry about that. That's sorry. And season three in the show. But, but... again, <laughs> right, Andrea dies on the TV show much earlier. So on the TV show, Michonne has taken some of the storylines of Andrea in the comics. Yes. It does So now maybe Michonne's safe for a while because she's not going to die like Andrea did no. in the comics. Uh, season nine starts with Daryl at the Sanctuary. We learned that. Uh, Kari Payton talked about And Yet I Smile, where he, one of the lines in the show, he says, after all that's happened to him, people dying, and, and yet I smile. He said that people come up to him all the time now with tattoos that say, and yet I smile. Oh, if you check his Instagram out, he posts ton, all those tattoos of People who are going and, through terrible things, yeah. and they use him as inspiration. It meant a lot to him, so that's great. Uh, season nine sneak peek that they showed at the end of Talking Dead. Mm-hmm. Daryl and Carol. Daryl asking about King Ezekiel. Uh, he's like, he's a bit corny. And Carol says, well, after I went, what I went through with Ed, corny's really nice. And Daryl says, I'm happy for you. If anyone deserves to be happy, it's you. you. But clearly he's jealous and unhappy. You could see that he's like, no, I'm glad you and, and King Ezekiel are great. It's great. He's yeah. like, why aren't you in bed? He's yeah. like, why aren't you? And then he's like, does he snore? You know. Yeah, so he's, play, he's playing. He's a little, uh, yeah. a little upset. So here's what I'm, now it's it's The Walking Dead. Most people don't end up happily ever after. No. Comic book fans have some idea of what happens in the comics at this point in the story or soon after. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to happen in the show. Yeah. I feel like in the comics, some major characters die around this season of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Post Whisperers being. Uh, yeah. I feel like. Less big names are going to die because Rick's leaving the show and Maggie's and Maggie. leaving the show. I mean, they need to. Relax so I feel, a bit. I feel like some other people may be saved, maybe got a reprieve. Maybe their characters were going to be killed, but maybe now they won't because Rick and Maggie are leaving yeah, the show. I agree with that. Because if 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 you follow the comic storyline for the Whisperers and the Whisperer War, and you did those things, and Rick and Maggie leave, Oof. that'd be a bad thing. Yeah, too many people would be gone. Yeah. Uh, Angela confirmed the new characters. We told you about them last week. Magna Yumiko, her girlfriend. Connie, who's deaf. Her sister, Kelly, who's got some hearing loss. They both speak a sign language. And Luke, who's played by the guy from uh, Fantastic Beasts. I can't wait for his character. Uh, I hope he does well. Again, uh, yeah, anyway, I won't say anything. Uh, Kari Payton on Andrew leaving. I, he, so Kari Payton admitted that when he heard Andrew Lincoln was leaving the show, he started packing his bags in yeah. Georgia. Because he thought the show was over. That was a little uh Yeah, he said, uh, that's crazy. it, where we're going to go. And he, then he said, he there was a moment in the script that he read, and as soon as he read that moment, he started unpacking his suitcase, and he realized he has, we have more to do. He's like, everyone it's should an know the scene I'm talking about right. when, when you see it. Right. Next week on Talking Dead, Yvette Nicole Brown will be a guest, Deny Garcia. Luciana. Luciana, and Maggie Grace. Yes. Um, Al. Yeah. Now on the sh- on the trailers for Fear the Walking Dead, she's talking about leaving. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. I filmed you guys. I got to move on. So I don't think she's leaving. I don't that know truck's that. too cool. She's not leaving anywhere. <laughs> that truck's too cool. Uh, we'll get back to Fear the Walking Dead in a second. By the way, returns August 12th, Sunday night. Make sure you watch it. Sunday. And again, I'm going to tell you, if you're not watching, you have to watch. You have to watch. You have to watch it. It's so good. Uh, next week on uh, Walkers and Talkers, I might have co-host Eric stop by. Okay, to replace me. My friend from the, the It's It's Eric Nagel okay. podcast. He's been on before, so he's 
catching up. He was a few episodes behind on Fear. He's Oh, he needs to catch he's up. He's binging himself back up. Okay, good. Uh, Norman Reedus in a recent interview said, this season, The Walking Dead is a different show. You're going to love this season, Reedus said. He said, I know we come to Comic-Con every year and we say the show is better than it was last year, but it's true this time. Yeah, he was saying it's the same show, but it's a different show. Right. They're trying to say it feels like the first season of The Walking Dead. It's more like a Western, the whole thing. That's what Andy said, too. Yeah. But I I know what he meant, but here's what he actually said. Oh, no. Again, no, I just said it. (laughs) We say the show is better every year. I'm sorry. We say the show is better than it was last year, but it's true this time. Does that mean he knows he was lying every time before? Is he just admitting he's lying every time? Maybe it's extra true this time. What he should have said was, and it's always true, but no more, but never more so, so than now. So this year. Right. Uh, there's a new trailer I just made you watch for Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Go on YouTube. You'll find it on AMC's page. Alicia and Morgan are on what looks like a ranch. There's some fencing like it's a ranch. Like a cattle Not the boat, Not yeah. the, uh, the ranch from last season. No, no, no. And she's killing them as they approach the fence, killing the walkers. And Morgan says, who wrote these? There's little uh, post-it notes that say, help, help me on them. She says, I didn't write those. They were pinned to the walkers. And Morgan's, now here's this mind blown. It's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. Oh my God, I know. Morgan says to Alicia, look, I'm heading back east to where I I came from. And he invites Alicia to join him. He says, you could do a lot of good there. She says, I need to help whoever the person is writing these notes. And Morgan said to her, he said, you don't even know if this person's still alive or when they were written. Yeah, but now Morgan is ready to go back to Alexandria. That happens so fast. The problem is, we already know he's staying on this show, number one. Yeah. Number two, the Alexandria Walking Dead crew, time jumped a year and a half, and Morgan's not there. Yeah, uh, true. So he doesn't go. Well, if Fear were to get canceled, let's say, or mm-hmm. he wanted off the show, he theoretically could cross over to current timeline The Walking Dead mm-hmm. somewhere during the time jump yeah, get killed right? And then they could start referring to Morgan like yeah, it's been a year since Morgan was yeah. killed. Like they could reference it. I don't want him to be killed. I don't want him to be killed either. Mm. Alright. So we have two episodes of Preacher to get through. I'm going to try to go quickly through them. Episodes 6 and 7. Uh, episode 6 had a, had a rough title. Uh, hold on. I didn't do the fear of me. Hold on. Fear the Walking Dead oh, yeah. returns August 12th. Very important. <laughs> Make sure you're watching Fear the Walking Dead. Sunday, August 12th. Repeated often on AMC. Yes. But watch it live because it's great. It's really good this season. And I, I'm i I'm very excited for it. I am too. Because it's a zombie NATO. There's some kind of a uh, zombie NATO. <laughs> a hurricane or tornado storm. Yeah, something's coming through. All right, now that we did the hold on Fear the Walking Dead yeah. thing, <laughs> let's switch over to Preacher. <laughs> Weird note. It is such a weird note. <laughs> All right, so the last two episodes of Preacher, getting weirder and weirder. I friggin' love this season, though. It's really good and it's, really weird, and it's so good. All right, so let's talk about Leon Fonce du Song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that means the Children of Blood. I, I guess. Right, because Leon Fonce is the children. I don't speak French, but infant looks like children, and Du Song is of, and Song is short for Sangria. Or sanguil, which is blood. So look at you! Wow. Les enfants <laughs> Is I believe we are the children of the blood. 
They didn't teach French when I went to school. Can you in my just school. say that throughout the episode? Les enfants <laughs> Which reminds me of what? Oh. L'angel. L'angel. <laughs> Right. Which every time you say it, it's still funny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, it starts off with Eugene. He goes to visit the old town from season one, and it's just a massive hole in the ground. Everyone's dead. Because uh, he didn't know that. He's been in hell. Yeah. The last he was in the town, Jesse said, go to hell, and he went to hell. Mm-hmm. So he had no idea. It was nice they wrapped that up and showed you what happened. Yeah. Uh, Eugene uh, drives away, and all of a sudden he's very spiritual. And he believes God must have a plan for him because indirectly going to hell saved his life. Yes. God has a plan for him. Did you notice Eugene's face looked different? He went from looking like an ass face or arch face. His mouth was bigger and more to the side. I f- yeah. I feel like the makeup looked a little bit different. Like there was something a little wrong. bit more to the side. Little side I, and the mouth was and bigger. And that is a. Uh, it was a puckered. As holy? As holy? <laughs> You know? Yeah, it wasn't as puckered. Yes, puckered. Thank his, you. His that's, mouth that's, was more that's open. That's a better word than asshole. His mouth was more open. <laughs> his his, his, his yes. ass face was more... Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. So it wasn't just me. No. Uh, the uh, uh, cowboy from hell, not a Pantera reference, but the cowboy from <laughs> hell, All Saints Killer, he comes to the orphanage and adopts him and is now his foster father. Oh. Now, he walks in and the woman was like, you want to be his foster father? Okay. She like went along with it. Like, who walks in there looking like that and is like, "Yeah, you can, you can, you could take him." Right. So he tells Eugene he's going back to hell, which I still think is a mistake because he wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. No, and he's not dead. Right. Credits roll. Come back from the commercial. Cassidy wakes up among the children of the blood, otherwise known as Leon Fossil. <laughs> Their leader, Icarius, <laughs> is a vampire, um, and he proves it by eating his owl hole. Yeah. So he thought everybody there was like uh, fakers with fake teeth. He's the only non-faker, though. Right. He's a a classic old-style, ruffled, dicky kind of vampire. Like a a velour jacket. Yeah, like a cape or something and like Like, the little ruffles. He's he's 300 years old. Renaissance. Right. Uh, TC and Jody have Tulip on the Soul Stealer to to save Grandma. Jesse says, listen, it was Sabina Boyd's idea to kill Grandma, not hers. Uh, And he has an idea. They fake Tulip and Grandma's deaths uh, and plan to rob Madame Boyd's bank where she keeps all the souls to save Grandma long term. Tulip goes to the bank to open up a safety deposit box to see how they do things, mm-hmm. how they have security and how to access the safety deposit boxes. And the guy, the bank manager, goes into the vault and a hand comes up on the screen. So you figure, oh, you have to put your handprint on there. And he licks it. That was so weird. Which is gross because... Everybody who walks in there to get something out has to lick that I thing? I guess so. Ugh. So he says, yeah, we had it upgraded. Now it's your saliva. The, the owner of the box has to lick has it. To lick it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they cut to an elevator where Hairstar tells Hoover that the All-Father, it, Hoover's his uh, right-hand guy, Yep. right? One of them. Uh, that the All-Father is much more of a killer than he is, and then they show him crushing a priest's head, stepping on a guy's head, and he says... And that was because he touched his hot pocket. <laughs> Hilarious. So they're on the elevator for a while, and Hairstar says, what is taking so long? And, and Hoover says, I pushed the button. <laughs> the, the way they slip in humor on this show. It's very funny, because Hairstar is always in character, but there's like some deadpan humor in there. It's and so he just funny. looks like I have incompetent people working for me. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Icarius picks out uh, a subject to fly tonight, uh, an Asian guy. Dang. The guy thinks it's to become a vampire, which is what it was, to become a vampire. Dang, right, that's right. Um, Cassidy tells Icarius, he goes, we are nothing alike and I want to leave. And Cassidy says, it sucks being a vampire, and Icarius tells him, you must be doing it wrong, because it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to refer to these people as the Scooby gang for a while, hmm. but it's um, Tulip and Jesse and TC and Jody, and they're watching the bank to see the response time of the police, because as Tulip was leaving the bank, she pushed the button for the alarm yep, to go to off. see how long it would take. And she's slick, that she's one. She's slick, and she says, you know what? That's not enough time. We need a little more time before the police show up. Um, and so, uh, because they need to get Madam Boyd spit. So they go, let's get Madam Boyd spit somehow. But when we rob the bank for real, we need to slow the cops down. Yeah. All right, we're at the Grail. Lara gives uh, Hairstar his phone messages. I laughed so loudly. <laughs> he says, you know, who called? She says, uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China. Mm-hmm. Robert Mueller. If you don't know who Robert Mueller is, you're living under a rock. And I apologize <laughs> if you just went, I don't know who Robert Mueller is. He's leading the uh, Russia meddling investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. And uh, Meghan Markle. <laughs> I know, that's so funny. <laughs> As they walk by the wall, there's a long wall. Uh, Humperdue wrote his name on the wall in shit. Oh, and, I know. And, Ew. And Hairstar says, was it his own? And Lara says, mostly. <laughs> Which just makes it worse. Uh, Star goes into his office, removes his hat. He's got a bullet scar from the front of his head to the back of his head yeah. where Tulip shot him. And he turns around and the All-Father is in his office. Big fat priest. He who tells him me. his head looks like a penis. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> um, Jesse was in a bar drinking. Apparently he beat everybody up to get attention, I guess. Madam Boyd comes to the bar where Jesse is. She says, um, do you think I had anything to do with your grandmother and Tulip dying? And... Uh, you know, Jesse's like, no, I don't think he had anything to do with it. Oh, he played that off, yeah. Uh, she says, you know, I'm still mad because you killed my brother. And we saw that. So Jesse goes, it was self-defense. We saw the clip. Yeah. It was Jody that killed her brother. Yes. But he doesn't say that. And he never tells her that he deliberately blew her off to save her life, to keep her out of that life. He could have thrown that in there, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they go back and forth, and he starts reminiscing about her. And he's uh, about the relationship they had, how much he cared for her. And he says, would I be the worst person on earth if I kissed you on the same day I lost my girlfriend? We don't see what happens next. He gets in the car with Tulip and he starts swabbing his tongue. Oh, um, she was not happy Because he that. needed to get her saliva. So, so he, he took it off. He French kissed her. Kissed. French kiss. There you go. Yeah. And she's like, I thought we'd get it, you know, spit on you. Because he was trying to get her to spit. Yeah. And, and she says, like, I should spit in your face, but she didn't, which is what he wanted. He got the spit another way. Right. Which is, I guess, which is why he didn't say I didn't kill your brother. He wanted her to be angry. Yeah. Uh, TC, okay, so TC gets out of a, a cab in front of a petting zoo. He's such a freak. There's goats. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, cops are on the way to respond to the bank robbery because Jesse and Tulip are now robbing the bank. <laughs> the police officer gets a call from dispatch that says... Um, we have a disturbance at the petting zoo and the police officer says, hey, we're on the way for to stop a bank robbery. Don't bother us with that. Like, it's TC. It's TC. And like, they turn the, the car on. The two cars turn around. So obviously they know that TC's probably banging a goat. Oh, and now that's God. more important than the bank robbery going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, Jody takes a gun to the Boyd's motel and shoots everyone. He just shoots everyone outside. And then we see TC running pantless with the goat away from the cops. Oh, my God. His dingle. His dingle. <laughs> Back at the Grail, Hairstar and the All-Father are talking. By the way, I, I abbreviated the All-Father by his initials AF. Oh, AF. So, oh I like that. The and so AF. I'm like, I'm like AF uh, <laughs> tells him about his proud horse. That when a man's horse fails, his, his horse failed. He said, uh, he just, he, he fell. And he said, you, I just couldn't kill it. It wouldn't have been enough of an honor for my horse. He said, so we're going to eat it. And then the horse rolls in on a giant oh, spit. Oh, God, it was just so much. Uh, now we see Icarius uh, flying with Cassidy. He's holding uh, Cassidy up as they're flying. Yeah. It reminded me of the scene from the original 1978. I know I'm mentioning an old movie, but people have seen it. With Christopher Reeve in Superman flying with Margot Kidder. And she just found out he's Superman. Clark Kent Superman. Spoiler. Yeah. And <laughs> really? She, and she, he says, I've got you. And she says, you've got me. Who's got you? It's a great line. It's a cheesy green screen that they're flying in front yeah. of. It's terrible. And it was just odd because they just announced that Margot Kidder's death was a suicide. As uh, So I was thinking of Margot Kidder. And I'm like, oh. Anyway. So they're flying together. Um, and then uh, they go to a bar. Cassidy strikes out with a woman. And Icarus uses his vampire power. to Power of suggestion. She walks over and kisses him. And then her father, who's with her, Kisses him too. That was so weird. Ew. And, and Cassidy's like, oh, all right. And then he turns into a cat. Yes. And Cassidy's like, ah, how do you do that? So they go back to the basement uh, where they where they live, where Leon Fonstouzong <laughs> sang hang out. Um and uh Icarus bites that guy Dang. Yep. Who's on a ceremonial tarp, turn him into a vampire. He sits up, he feels great, and he puts his fake teeth in the jar, in the fish tank, and now he's a vampire. I love how, like, when they're going to go on the air quote flight and they have those little you're neck pillows ahead. around you're their neck. No, I'm jump just saying the little neck pillows around their neck. Yeah, 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 you're jumping ahead. Not that Don't much. Don't jump ahead. Don't you jump ahead. <laughs> I'm going to mention another uh, old movie from 1978 in a minute. Oh, another one from yeah. 1978? Okay. Yeah, because it makes complete sense when I tell you how I knew something. Okay. Okay. Um, Cassidy realizes this is how Icarus gets his powers by turning other people into vampires. He thinks it's wrong and he tries to, uh, to punch Icarus a few times, but Icarus is moving so fast that it looks like Cassidy's punching in slow motion. Yeah. Um, Icarus, uh, asks Cassidy if he ever turned anyone and he says his son and he said, was he a good person? He goes, no, he was kind of a dick. Papa, that was a sad <laughs> And he says, the difference between you and me is all my followers are good people. And they'll protect us. They're going to help our image. That when you turn someone that's a good person, it's okay. Yeah. And Cassidy says, it's just my cup of, it's not my cup of tea. And I'm, and uh, he walk, goes to walk out. And Akari says, please stay. I thought you needed a friend. I need a friend. And Cassidy says, I have enough friends. And he leaves. Jesse and TC feed all the stolen souls to grandma, making her strong again. Uh, Cassidy is lying in a, in a crack house basement. His phone rings. He's smoking crack. It's Tulip on the phone. She recaps everything that happened. She tells him to take care of himself because they're coming for him soon. She said, you know, I'm going to get out of here with Jesse. We're going to come for you. Take care of yourself. And he says, you know, I, I, I've lived a long life, you know, a couple hundred years or whatever. And he says, 
There'll be plenty of Jesse and tulips in my life. That wasn't mean. Yeah, well, he was depressed that they're going to die. I know. Like, you know. But I was so sad. Uh, I guess Jody chloroforms tulip at that point. Grandma tells Jesse he wants his debt paid, and they knock him out with a broomstick or something over his head. Someone is on the soul machine. We don't know who it is. And Grandma drinks her soul. We think it's Tulip. It's actually Madam Boyd. Yes, it is. Jesse sees her, walks in, and she sees that she has no soul and that she's like a zombie. Yeah. And he shoots her and tells Grandma, a person ain't nothing without their soul. And he says, I will pay your debt. I will get you what you want, but not like this. It's time for me to call the Grail. Now, his debt was he had to work there and bring people into the basement and... They could start the fights again and do yeah, all that. Yeah, bringing money, attention, souls, money. All right. That. So, back at the Grail after dinner, uh, Hairstar has eaten the hindquarters of the horse. <laughs> the All-Father makes himself puke into a bucket, which is kind of nasty. That was so disgusting. Yeah, three times. Oh, <laughs> my God. Ugh. He tells Hairstar that they're going to turn all the countries against each other and start a nuclear war so that Humpadoo can take over as the savior. Oh and Star says, I thought... The end of the world meant a run on the banks, like we were going to screw up the economy. And he says, only fire can pave the way for our Lord. And Star goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, I, and the All-Father says, exactly! <laughs> he says, are you a true believer? He says, yes, I serve the whole... Uh, I serve the the, uh, the child that is tap-dancing um, majesty. Yeah. Like, yes, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a true believer. I put up with this idiot. Uh, he says, good, now let's talk about Jesse Custer, which Hairstar thought was a dead issue. Yeah, he's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> Cassidy returns to the house where the children of blood lives, live, otherwise known as Leo Fonsman's I was going to say, I need to hear it like that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the old lady that's uh, uh, running the house answers the door, Miss, Mrs. Rosen, and she tells Cassidy, I don't look good. And he says, because I've been smoking crack all day. <laughs> Which I guess is a fair explanation for why he looks, looks like, like crap. crap. <laughs> and that's how the episode ended. Yeah. Going back into the house. And so, at that point, at that point, right, at that point, we figured, all right, well, he's going back to hang out with the vampires. Going back to the house. Episode seven, Hitler. Um, Hitler's working at a maxi grinder shop, which is like a subway. Subway, blimpy. Uh, he's uh, David Hilter. And he's employee of the month. His boss says, I'm, out, I'm going out to have an affair cover for me. Casual. <clears throat> he goes out back, Hitler, to take a break. And his other workers from the uh, strip mall complaining about their jobs. And they ask for his advice. Now, remember, he's been a pretty good guy with Eugene. And yeah. last season, he was like, I'm a changed guy. I want to do good. And he becomes unhinged. <laughs> he blames the Jews. Oh he then stands up and he seems to morph back into evil Hitler. And he's ranting about Germany and uh, extermination. And there's one guy who goes, oh, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. He's screaming in German in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> Hitler goes back in and starts writing his master plan oh my God. and flow charts on napkins on how he's going to achieve power. The cowboy comes in. He, see, he clearly knows Satan sent him. Uh, and he says, oh, I could use a guy like you as my interior minister. So he's still planning the Fourth Reich at this point. Yes. Uh, Eugene appears from behind the cowboy and says, I never should have let you out. Never should have helped you. Because he realizes he's still Hitler. Yeah. Uh, the cheating boss returns. Hitler tells him, they want to take me back to hell. And the boss tells cowboy, you can't do that. 
And he Cowboy barely got the word out. Cowboy punches him through the head pretty much Ooh. into a glass window. Hey, don't cheat it's on your wife. Pretty much brains on the window. I think the moral here is don't cheat on your wife. Especially if the All Saints killer is in your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hitler tells Cowboy, I'm not going back. I'm not. I've got too much to do. And the next scene is the Cowboy walking in a field with Eugene and Hitler handcuffed. So it looks like he's going back. In chains. Possibly. Uh, after the credits, Jesse and Tulip send Madame Boyd's body out on a raft into the lake and set her on fire. A helicopter arrives with Hairstar and Lara. Cassidy is with uh, the Children of the Blood talking about the 1960s, teaching them how to do drugs, roll joints. And Icarius says, come in here, I want to show you something. Gives him his own coffin. Very exciting. Cassidy is not impressed. He's like, yeah, so it's all satin and, and suede and whatever else. You could lay in it. It's, you could sleep in it. And uh, he says, look, there's another blood ceremony tonight. Lisa has been chosen. Lisa's the girl that hit on him on the dating app. And they started going at it in the bathroom with, uh, and she had the fake teeth. Right. And Cassidy says... No, nothing ever good came from making more of us. And Dang leaves. Dang, who's now a vampire, he's got the flight cushion around his neck. Yep. The the, uh, to cover the, neck, bite the neck pillow. <laughs> right, the neck pillow. And um, he says, I'm ready to fly. And uh, he leaves for the airport with uh, Icarus. And Lisa tells Cassidy, look, he left to open up his own branch. And spread the word that vampires are not to be hated. He's doing good work. Everyone leaves. They go and they spread the word of vampires so that people will think good of us. To help create a safer place for vampires in the world. And Cassidy doesn't seem impressed. At this point, the first thing I thought of was Logan's Run. I think they may have remade the movie. But the original movie from 1978 was really good. Fair Fawcett was in it. I don't know that one. I'll tell you what the movie's about a little bit later. Okay. But I want to reference it here, because here's where I first thought of it. Okay? Um, Hairstar offers to rebuild Grandma's business. She's like, I know what you want. We have the means to help you. Uh, we'll refill your slave quarters downstairs. If you want, we can give you your own television show. Yeah, he's like, we'll get this place running. He offered her anything she wanted. Anything you want to free uh, Cassidy. Uh, to free Jesse. Yeah. She takes her P-tube. Oh, God. Ew. <coughs> and she pushes it across the table so it leaks onto Hair Star. Onto his shoe. And she says, I want souls. Oh, she's so bad. And he says, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, Hoover goes over to a church and he says, I've got a way to get leverage. He goes into confessional and says, he's been thinking of wearing Miley Cyrus's skin like a pelt. <laughs> and that must have been the code word. So. Because the confession room goes down like an elevator like into, into the basement. basement thing. There's a bunch of priests working out in the basement, fighting, boxing, lifting weights. Like a priest fight club down yeah. there or something. First rule of priest fight club. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody about the fight club. And if you do, ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And then do penance. Or mention Miley Cyrus. Right. Uh, he says, I need your help catching a vampire. We, so we see those guys later. TC office to help Lara with the injury on her nose when uh, Tula punched her. And he says, look, I'm good at fixing stuff. I once put a pig's heart in a dog that didn't die for two days. <laughs> It's just the weirdest. Um, they talk about so uh, Lara and Genesis. Uh, Lara and um, Tulip are talking about how they need Genesis, and TC says, "What is that?" And they're like, "It's a band." It's a, in unison. Yeah. Um, Hairstar tells uh, Grandma that the Grail owns the Japanese company that has the most souls. He says, "Oh, we own that company. They collect souls. They have millions of them." 
Um, and so grandma says, I love my son. I love Jesse. But then takes the compact and slams him up against the wall. Oh my God. And she says, if I don't get what I want, I'll make him useless to you. Tulip and Lara start fighting the other room. Which is always great when they're punching each other. Oh, I love it when they fight. <laughs> uh, Hair Star tells uh, Lara she's going to Osaka, Japan. And Jesse says, Tulip's going too. To go get the souls. They're going to break into the bank. And Tulip didn't know where that was. Yeah, didn't know where that was. She said, where the hell's Osaka? And she didn't know where Japan was. Uh, back to the Children of Blood. Leon Fonstuzang. <laughs> Lisa's ready to be bitten by Cassidy. Cassidy says, do you trust me? Uh, do you do this freely? He tells her she doesn't need to do it, and she says, I want to. Cassidy bites her, but then doesn't let go of her neck. Like yeah, he, sucks he kind in. of is into it. Acaria stops him. She sits up, throws her fake teeth in the fishbowl, shows her fangs, and Acarius tells Cassidy that it's okay. It feels good. It's okay to enjoy yeah. it. Star goes over the plan uh, to break into the Japanese soul vault, and he says, if you, if you would, save your receipts. Which is hilarious. I love that he gave him a sushi recommendation. Yeah, they're, <laughs> save, they're, they're save your receipts. A global evil empire, and he's like, save your receipts. <laughs> and he says they can't FedEx the souls because the old father would find out, so they yeah. explain why they don't just have them shipped. They go. This is my favorite scene. They go over their operative names and their backstories. So Lara's like, uh, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to be this woman, and I'm going to have a limp. And she's like, <laughs> He's like, you, you, always, you and the limp. Enough with the limps. <laughs> and uh, Star tells Tulip to wear the white suit. She's got it with the orange shirt. Uh, Acarius and Cassidy uh, go for another flight, and uh, he almost drops him, but then catches him again. Uh, they go to a bar. Icarus makes out with the bartender. Cassidy, yeah, what is, yeah he's again, just so, making out yeah, with everyone. Cassidy tries the power of suggestion on two women, and they start walking towards him, and he realizes it's Acarius behind him. Doing it. Doing it. <laughs> and Cassidy's like, cut that out. Next thing we see is Cassidy on the street talking to Acarius, who's now a cat. And uh, he goes, have you ever done it as a cat? And he's like, no. But then he goes, look. And he licks his own privates. Stop. <laughs> um, Hoover spots them. Uh, they want Cassidy. They don't care what happens to Acarius. Uh, we see Tulip wearing the grail suit. Jesse's heading to New Orleans tomorrow. And Tulip tells him, while you're there, check on Cassidy. Yep. Tulip kisses Jesse goodbye, and he tells her to watch her ass. So Lara is saying this goodbye to- This was so awkwardly yeah. funny. <laughs> so Lara is saying goodbye to her star. <laughs> And he says, she says to him, watch your ass. And then uh, he doesn't react. And then she's like, um, I'll, text you. I'll call you. And he goes, why? So I'll text you? Why? why? Wants no part of it. Uh, TC starts rambling to Hair Star, and he pretends he has a phone call. He goes, oh, hold on. And you could hear the, the dial tone. Like There's it's, nothing. Uh, right, you could hear he's not on the phone. <laughs> Just to blow him off. Uh, grandma tells Jesse she's sad he's leaving and she's acting all cute like a grandma. Like, I'm going to miss you. Yeah, all of a sudden now she's showing right, us. Right, and he says, I'll come back. And she says, good, good. Otherwise, I'll tear you in half, suck out your soul, and send you to hell away. I did your mama. Casual. You'll come back to me. And then Jesse says, I'll come back, I promise. Yeah, with Genesis, he's going to fuck her up. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, now I got to make it explicit when I post the podcast. Oh, yeah, explicit. Damn it. Uh, Cassidy and Acarius are walking in an alleyway. They're bonding. They're hanging out. Cassidy gets hit with four tranquilizer darts. Uh, the priests start shining lights at Acarius to trap him because it's like sunlight. A nun comes over and Cassidy says, um, I've built up a tolerance to tranquilizers and stabs her in the leg. 
Uh, Cassidy beats him up, kills all the men. Hoover runs off. Uh, Acarius had turned into a mouse, so they couldn't trap him. He comes back with his clothes on. I don't know how that worked. He turned into yeah, a mouse. Did, and then how did they come back on? So Cassidy had all, so all his clothing laying in, in the alleyway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he pops back up. Did he get dressed again? Was he naked? I, mm, a little BS on that. Cassidy says, there's a global cult after me. He goes, you should stay away from me. And Acarius says, if they're coming after you, then they're coming after both of us. So then they kiss each other. Okay. okay. Yeah. Tulip's on the plane with Jody and Lara, which was very funny and awkward. Yes. Uh, Acarius is in the car with Lisa. So now he's driving Lisa to the airport. Now this is, I'm telling you now, after I tell you this, why it's Logan's run. Okay. Um, and uh, Lisa says, how many people have you driven to the airport? And he says, thousands. Thousands. Um, so, uh, so I wrote a note here, Logan's run. Okay. She thanks him for letting her be his emissary and then says, we should probably get going or we'll miss the plane. He says, there is no plane. There was never a plane. Why would I let another vampire out in the world? They're terrible, disgusting, awful creatures. And she says, but you're a vampire. And he says, and I'm the worst of one of them all. And then he jumps on her and kills her. Holy crap. And then throws her body outside to burn in the sun with all the other piles of the vampires he's yeah, killed. Yeah, you saw all the other outlines of their bodies. I will backtrack. Let me finish this. Okay. Uh, Jesse's in a van with the Grail. He confirms with Hair Star that he's going to get his soul back and, uh, and that Genesis will work. And he will be the Messiah. But then says, just hypothetically, what if I get my soul back and I don't want to be the Messiah? And Hair Star says, Jesse, I need you to promise you won't use Genesis on me. Or have sex with or me. Or kill me or make me have <laughs> sex with myself. Um, Hoover calls to let him know that he lost Cassidy and the lamps and a bunch of priests. TC's painting grandma's toes. Oh, God. Uh, and he says, what's a Genesis? And she's like, it's the first book of the Bible, you idiot. He says, no. He says, what is a Genesis? And she perks up and says, where did you hear about that? So she must know what the Genesis power is. Yeah. So that's a problem. That's not good. Uh, that is bad. Icarius returns to the house and gets in the casket with Cassidy. He looks like he's biting his neck. Did you think he was biting his neck? At first I thought, and then I'm like, oh, this is taking a weird sexual turn. Yep. Start, and they make out again. And they make out again, and, they, and I guess they have is. sex. The coffin closes. Ew. Uh, Star tells Jesse he will need him to kill the All-Father. Scenes from next week, Tulip, Lara, and Jody about to rob the Japanese soul bank. Cassidy finds out that Icarius killed Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And it looks like Hoover's in the car for some reason with Icarius. I don't know how that all happened. Maybe there. he was willing to bribe him to find Cassidy. We don't know. Maybe. Uh, some white, some guy in a white suit uh, explodes into a big mess of blood. Uh, Satan has a job for his female assistant. He says, I have a job for you. Angel of death? Angel of death. I have to feel like he's sending the angel of death to get the cowboy who may not have come back to hell. Yeah, what he, what's he doing up there mm. with them? They're all chained together. Uh, then we see a scene where Jesse may have shot the All-Father, and it's, it says uh, three episodes left. So three That's ep- what it looked like, but I feel like something, maybe he has had a heart attack or something. Yeah. Because they always mind us like that. They do mind us. Okay, so real quick, let's talk about Logan's Run for a minute. Okay. Logan's Run was a great movie. It's about a, a, a society of people that live inside a bubble. It's a self-contained haven. It's paradise. And they're told the outside world is terrible. Can't live outside the bubble. But because of fear of overcrowding, everybody, when they're born, is implanted with a, a gem on their hand, in the palm of their hand. Okay. And it blinks when you're 29 as you get closer to 30. When you turn 30, you go for rebirth, for renewal. 
the movies about people that decide they don't want to go for renewal, and then there's um, Sandmen, like police officers, that hunt you down and kill you oh. if you don't go for renewal. Well, what renewal is, is you put on these robes and there's people that come to an arena and they watch you float into, the, into this arena, into the top of the arena. And everyone's cheering, renewal, renewal. I think a rebirth, one of those. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Don't, don't tweet me. I, I, I think huh. it's renewal. And they're praying that, that these people will get reborn. Like, oh, I'm 30. Yeah. I'm going to get reborn. And I, look, the movie is 40 years old now, so I'm not spoiling it. No. But what really is, is the society was set up to have um, control over the population. Mm-hmm. And so you're really dying at 30. So people start feeling like they're not going to get reborn and they, they try to make a run for it. And the movie is about some people that make a run for it. It's a really good movie. I think they made a terrible remake like 10 years ago. I got to check it out. The it's original. a really good movie. But yeah. the point was, I thought of that. Like the, the vamp- I, would th- I would think of that too. If like I had the known vampire about it. is not letting other vampires go out in the world. Yeah. He's killing them. There is no salvation. There is no paradise. There is no flight. Right. There is no <laughs> rebirth. No. Uh, that, so that's what made me think of Logan's Run. Yeah. Everything is set up for these people to believe, yes, I'm going to be reborn. No, you're not. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. So uh, very excited for Fear to come back. It'll be October 7th before you know it for The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. Fear the Walking Dead has entrusted us again with an amazing prize. Uh, here's the copy we have to read. AMC's hit series Fear the Walking Dead, which critics have said has completely changed the game, returns Sunday, August 12th, at 9, a, 9 p.m., 8 central. Um, of course, on AMC. And we, right here, are going to send you and a friend to Las Vegas to celebrate. Uh, you are going to win a trip for two to experience Fear the Walking Dead survival, Vegas' new attraction, newest attraction, based on the series. You'll be immersed inside the zombie apocalypse where you'll need to work together to fight your way out and escape in one piece. Oh, my God. Please tell us how it is. When if you it's come anything, back. if it's anything like the Walking Dead thing, because that was pretty cool, Universal yeah. Studios. <clears throat> so here's what you need to do. We're posting this podcast. You're, you're hearing it, right? Yep. Uh, here's what you're gonna win: grand prize, approximate value twenty five hundred dollars, round trip airfare for two to Las Vegas, two nights in a standard with standard hotel accommodations, round trip ground transportation in Las Vegas, two passes to Fear the Walking Dead thrill attraction, a Fear the Walking Dead prize pack, hmm. travel dates to be announced. Yep, three days, two nights. At walkers underscore talkers, the first person who tweets us. Oh my God, I I chills, I'm ready. At walkers underscore talkers. All you have to do is tweet us, fear the walking dead, and the word Vegas. So, you're going to tweet us, let's say, at fear TWD, which is the fear the walking dead show, at fear TWD. Vegas. The word Vegas. You're the first person, that's it. And you win. And you can see if this other people amazing. have already tweeted us so you don't have to waste your so time. Then, yeah. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for listening the minute we post it. Congratulations for the person who has won. Uh, sorry for those that you have not won. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to... And then if you're the winner, we'll ask you to DM us. We'll follow you so you can DM us the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Good luck. Congratulations. Such an exciting Our prize. little podcast is giving away another Look trip. Look at that. So uh, <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead, August 12th. This is this Sunday. <laughs> Season 4, Part 2, Morgan, Alicia, who wants to go back to Alexandria, uh, John Dory, Strand, I can't wait, Yes. I'm so excited, I might even mention Luciana. 
I did lose Louisiana. <laughs> you did. Good luck. Enjoy your vacation. Thank you. Uh, we'll be joined by uh, Eric next week. Okay. And then you'll be back after that where you'll have missed I... four episodes. Okay, all right. Ooh, we don't usually get well, we to this part. We don't normally get to this part. All right, it's time. What time is it? Good luck winning that trip. It's time to <laughs> shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down.